As Christians, we are supposed to leave comparison, envy, and jealousy at the door. With our eyes so fixated on screens and the lives of others, those thoughts and feelings can so easily creep in. The world leads us to believe that there are only so many pieces of the pie to go around. But as Tisha Vanderweep states, the world's pie is not God's pie. He is limitless, he is eternal, and so is his pie. This belief of an internal limitless pie has allowed Tisha to build a community of women communicators focused on the greater mission and message of Christ without competition, comparison, envy, or jealousy. Come along with us as we explore how we can band together as sisters in Christ and support one another for the greater mission. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith inspired to tackle every area of life. Career, faith, motherhood, loss, fitness, fashion, health, and more. Girl, we're going to meet you right where you're at, right where you need it. Keeping you one step ahead of the devil, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Come on, girl, let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Faith Inspired Podcast. You know, we are all sisters in Christ, and that is why I am so excited to have Tisha Vanderreep on the show today. She is a writer, speaker, entrepreneur, and founder of Well Communicators, which is an organization that serves churches, ministries through speaking, teaching, and worship by providing a diverse range of communicators committed to expanding God's kingdom. She is truly living out what it means to have a sisterhood in Christ. And after we first connected, I knew that I had to have her on the show for you to hear about the amazing ministry that she's building and how we can all band together as sisters in Christ for the greater mission and message. So welcome, Tisha. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yay. Thank you for having me. Yes. It's so good to see you again. I know. (laughs) I bet it's nice and toasty there in Texas, huh? It is. um, We had a nice little thunderstorm last night, so that cooled things off a little bit, and it helps to keep things green, but yeah, um, yeah, it's been lovely and warm. Oh, sounds wonderful. Here in Minnesota, we had snow this morning, so (laughs) uh, you know what? The Lord always surprises us with a little snow in April, so... Every year. I don't know why it's a surprise, but we'll get back to that warm weather soon. I know for oh, sure. Wow. Well, you can always come down here and visit us. Oh, I would <laughs> love that. So I know you haven't always been from Texas. You actually have a very interesting story of where you grew up and, and kind of your life travels. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your life story mm-hmm. and any kind of nuggets that you would like us to know to get to know you a little bit better. Well, as you can hear, I have a Caribbean accent. I'm from the Caribbean island of Trinidad, which is the most southerly island in the Caribbean. So I do like it warm. I do like it tropical. And my husband, Harold, is actually from the Netherlands. So three months after we got married in Trinidad, we moved to Holland. 
So my journey took me from the Caribbean to Europe. So that was a bit of an adjustment, temperature, language, culture, food, everything. And then he started working for a Houston-based company. And we were really blessed, actually, because in 2009, when the economy went south over the whole world, they decided to close the doors to their Holland office. And they asked him if he would like to join them in Houston. And so that's how we moved to Houston in 2009. And so we've been here for almost 12 years now. Wow. You went into a little bit of cold in the Netherlands there, and then you got back to your tropical in Texas. Yes. And <laughs> and actually, it was so amazing to me because I'd never been to Texas before. But just how warm and friendly the people are. It's that Texas pride. Mm-hmm. And so that really reminded me of the Caribbean. And then to have the heat again and to be able to speak English again. And, yeah. and so I didn't have to think in Dutch and operate in Dutch anymore. And so, yeah, it was a lot of fun to come here. Wow. Super fun. Super cool. I know my husband and I did a week-long trip in Texas and I've been there a couple times before, but a week-long trip down kind of throughout the whole state and got to know all the people there. And honestly, after we left, we're like, we want to move here. The people are so nice. The weather's great. If you like the hot, which I love the hot. And yeah, um, yeah, so I get get the heart in Texas thing because I left a little my heart in Texas. It's a great, (laughs) great place to live. Yeah, it's really, we love it. And actually the town that I live in was voted the best city to live in America for 2021. Yeah, Really? Wow, that's fantastic. Hello, God is good to you. I know. It's amazing. Yeah, we're absolutely blessed. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So fun. Love those stories of travel and just where God takes (laughs) us without, without us knowing. He knows the right place and the right time. I never thought I would leave Trinidad. I I went to college in Miami, but I honestly never thought once I graduated and moved back home that I would ever leave Trinidad again. So Mm. yeah, go figure. (laughs) He knows. He knows. So I mentioned in the intro that you are the founder of The Well Communicators. Can you tell us a little bit about how that vision came about and really what the Well Communicators is in that that community that you're building of these women who's really just, who they're spreading the word of God's message. Yes. So in 2016, God called me to switch churches. And so I was at this wonderful new church that I'm still at today. And shortly after joining that church, I had this dream. And in the dream, it was all black and there was a Bible in the center of the space. And the Bible opened and pages turned and it took me to a passage in the Bible and the pages turned again and it took me to another passage and so on. And about four or five passages later, the dream ended. And when I woke up, I decided to look up all these passages and I noticed that they all took place at a well or at a body of water where people gathered water. So I started to look into the significance of the well in scripture. And I realized that not only was it the place where the women went to gather water for their households and for their animals, it was where they ministered to each other, where they did fellowship with each other. There are cases like with Rebecca, 
can reach or where marriages were arranged at the well. And the older woman, they gave advice to the younger woman at the well, like Titus two women. And, and so I had this beautiful vision of all these women at the well. But the thing that struck me most was the fact that in the Middle East, you know, it's, of course, very hot and dry. And so the wells had to be dug very deep. And so whenever a woman lowered her vessel into the water, the other woman would have to help her draw her vessel up. Hmm. And so I had this gorgeous vision of women working together in ministry to just draw Jesus's living water to pour out onto each other and onto the women that they serve. I'd had a heart for women's ministry pretty much from the start of my work with Christ. And so I was trying to understand what this dream meant in terms of what God wanted me to do. And I still didn't know at that point. At that point, I had not written any Bible studies. I had not ever taught or spoken anywhere. So I never linked it to anything like that. Fast forward to the end of 2019, and I had been writing and teaching and speaking for a little while. And I felt God calling me to take my ministry wider, beyond my local community. And so I started seeking an online community of women where we could share and uplift each other and encourage each other and share information, but also where we would have access to churches and ministries to serve. And I couldn't find anything like that. Hmm. And so after almost a year of prayer and me going back and forth with God, I decided to do it myself, to create my own community Hmm. and to create a resource for churches and ministries to find speakers, teachers and worship leaders, because that was another thing that with every women's ministry event, There was always the question, oh my gosh, who's going to speak? Who's going to do worship? Who's Mm -hmm. going to speak? Who's going to do worship? Mm -hmm. And so I just decided, why not provide a place, a website for them to come to where they can look at different profiles, look at different women, different topics, videos, and see who they wanted. And so that's what we did. Wow, Tisha, that's amazing. Just the fact that you took that dream cuz i think there's a lot of us that have those types of dreams where we wake up and are like hmm that was interesting and we just don't do anything with it and that you actually dove into that more and started researching you know what does that mean and thinking about that and pondering it so i'm interested when you started doing your writing and started doing the bible studies was the well that idea of the well, a main focus, or did that come later? Was this something that was still burning in you that you kept coming back to, or did you set it down for a little bit and all of a sudden God kind of gave you that like spark again? Well, actually, I made no connection between the well, that dream that I had, and the well communicators at the beginning when I had already started working on this. And the town that I live in is called the Woodlands. And so I was thinking of calling it the Woodlands Women's Consortium. And (laughs) then I had all kinds of Christian women. I had all kinds of names involving Christian women speakers, 
all sorts of things and nothing felt right. And then one day I was praying and I was like, Holy Spirit, you know the name of this because you're the one who put this on my heart to do. What is the name of this? And all of a sudden that dream just came back to mind. And the funny thing is, shortly after I had had that dream, our church had a new woman's pastor join us to lead our women's ministry. And she was like, oh, I would really love to have a name for our women's ministry. And I said to her, what about the well? She was like, no, 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 that's not it. And a few years later, we got a new woman's pastor and she was saying, oh, it would be so nice to have our women's ministry branded in a sort of way. And I said, what about the well? And she said, no, 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 that's not it. (laughs) And so I had just put away that dream, put away the well, because to me, it's like, okay, nobody wants that. And I did not think about it further. And then when I prayed that day, the whole dream came flooding back to my Mm. mind and I was like, Oh, that's what this is for. Mm. So, yeah, so it really wasn't part of my thinking all the way through at all. My Bible studies had nothing to do with it. I do have one Bible study where I have a teaching on the woman at the well, Mm. but it really didn't factor in at all. Wow. (laughs) It's just so crazy to me how God will give us those little tidbits. And I always use the word nuggets, but those little nuggets, and then we don't make sense of them. You know, I'm the type of person who I like, I just, I think most of us are, we just want to know, we want to know the answer. Like, okay, God, like you've given me this vision or this little snippet. And then like, what does that mean? And then we really kind of wait for it. And then, then we kind of forget about it. And then it just, it's just so beautiful when it comes back at the right time, his timing yes. comes back to you and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Like now I get it. I love how you were faithful to look into it and then faithful enough to like keep pursuing it a little bit with these additional leaders, but then not getting too frustrated and putting it down. And then now look, you know, you have the well communicators and it's something that God's given you for you to foster and for you to build. That's just so, so fantastic. I love that. It's been really exciting to see his hand and his whisperings throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, so cool. So one of the things that I really loved about both of the communities that we're building is that it's about women supporting women for the greater good. Yes. That we are all in the same goal. There's no such thing as competition in God's kingdom. And you actually did a really cool video. I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago that was talking about the difference between the world's pie and God's pie. And it was just such a good visual about like how the world has this view of like, there's only so many pieces of the pie and we've got to get those pieces of the pie. We're like, God's pie is infinite and it just Mm -hmm. continues to go on and it just keeps giving and giving and giving and that like, we are not in competition. And that is what the Well Communicators is, is supporting all these women who may speak on the same type of subjects, but you guys are all, and we, as in just a sisterhood, are all for the greater good, the greater message of spreading the word about Jesus Christ. And I just, I love how you're doing that, but how, because we're all human, we are all human. And even for me, building Faith and Gather, when I'm creating stuff and I'm supporting all these other women, I will see on Instagram and see, oh my gosh, I want an organization like they're building. And this jealousy starts setting in and this envy starts Mm -hmm. setting in. And then I have to go back 
to God to be like, okay, like, please just undo this in my heart and have you be the main focus. But how do you foster that in the community of the women that you're building specifically? Because they do make money off of this. This is their livelihood. How do you, what kind of conversations do you have and how do you continue to make it? So it's not a competitive community, but it's a life-giving supportive community. Well, um, the first thing is prayer. (laughs) Um, Prayer is so huge. It's so funny. When when we start to feel ourselves feeling a little jealous or envious or comparing or competitive with someone, it helps to pray for them. Mm -hmm. It helps to recognize that We don't know the struggle that they went through to get to that point. We often only see the end and we don't see the process. We don't see the hours wrestling in prayer or on your face or in tears or maybe the fights at home or the mom guilt or the grief. So we have to recognize that part. But whenever the well women meet, we end our meetings with prayer requests. Hmm. And that is so huge for us because not only are we in prayer for each other, and so that already softens our hearts because it just changes the whole posture of our approach to that woman. Mm -hmm. But we also recognize, hey, she's going through struggles too. It's not all a bed of roses for her. It's not, wow, she's doing so well. But then she has this other situation going on in her life that she needs prayer over. The thing is, is that God's kingdom is big Mm -hmm. and it's more than big enough for all of us. And so it's really, really hard. And I think I'm naturally blessed personally to not really be a jealous person. I just kind of don't have that naturally. Maybe because I used to be the biggest underachiever you would ever meet. And so (laughs) I don't have a competitive vote in my body. I never felt like, wow, she's doing well. I need to do well too, or I need to do better. I I never really had that. It was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So that's a blessing, Tisha. That's a blessing. (laughs) Yes. And I realized that that is a blessing for the environment that I'm in because we do get caught up. But what I've recognized from my years in ministry as well, because it happens everywhere, I think there's just this thing with women where we need that validation. And the difference with ministry versus anything else out there in the world is that it's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's about the people we serve. And so am I willing to take second place for Jesus? Mm. Absolutely. Am I willing to take third, fourth, fifth place for Jesus? Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. And so that's a huge thing. Looking at scripture and how the apostles related to each other, that's a huge thing. We saw there was that one point where James and John and Peter were kind of jostling for who would be next to Jesus Mm -hmm. up in heaven. And, you know, he spoke into that, go to those passages, see what Jesus had to say in John 21, where Jesus talks to Peter about the fact that he is going to suffer so much for his name. 
And Peter looks at John and says, well, what about him? And Jesus said, well, what does that matter? Mm. And that's the truth. What does me doing better than her do for God's kingdom? Mm -hmm. It might do something good for me, but that's all temporary. And that's all already wasting away. The kingdom is huge and it's infinite and it's a level playing field and it's all hands on deck in the kingdom. And so um, it really should not be about comparison or competition or any of those things because each of us has something that God gave only us. Mm -hmm. And so actually... Yesterday, I had a conversation with a woman and she gave me the most beautiful analogy of the yoke and how we are to be yoked with Christ. And she was telling me that every yoke that was made for the oxen was custom made to fit those particular oxen. So if you had a pair of oxen, a yoke was custom made for them. And if you took one of the oxen out and you put a new oxen in, they would make a whole new custom yoke for that pair of oxen. So your yoke to Jesus is custom made. It is Mm. one of a kind. It's only for you. And in fact, when two oxen weren't using the yoke anymore, they broke it because they couldn't use it on anybody else. Hmm. And so we need to recognize that our relationship with Jesus is unique. And it's special and it's specifically designed for him and us. Mm -hmm. And that the messages that he's given us, the work that he's given us to do, the mission, the service, the calling, the purpose, all of that, it's all unique to us. And so to think of being in competition over something that that is as unique as our DNA is kind of ludicrous. But the world kind of wants to call us into that and and we're not of the world. So we need Mm -hmm. to just release all that kind of thinking. That is, that is world thinking, not kingdom thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a message that we need to tell us every day. I think that's something that like, I don't know if anyone's ever got that figured out. You know, I don't think if, you know, these women who in our eyes in ministry, you know, who are on top of their game, like Lisa Turkhurst or Beth Moore or, you know, Priscilla Shire, like any of them. I don't know. And maybe they do. Shout out if you do. <laughs> I hope they're listening. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, speak it into the world. Um, but, you know, I don't know if they feel hundred percent non-competitive too, you know, in moments, like they have good hearts. We all have good hearts, but I think it's something like that's in us that we have to be fighting daily. That like is one of those things that makes us rely on going back to God, going back to Jesus and just saying like, I'm giving this to you because I know that like, it's between me and you and it's not between anybody else. Right. Yeah. You know, it stinks as you're going through it because those feelings are icky and they're not fun. But what right. a beautiful thing that we can go back to God constantly for these issues that we're having and know that we can have peace within him in those. So I just really love what you're doing with with the well, Tisha. It's Thank it's you. amazing. And just your heart and about that pie, because that is <laughs> that's where my heart is too, for sure. So 
I would love to know as founder to founder, you know, we've both been building ministries and right. we've been having these dreams for a few years and trying to figure out like, you know, what it really is, because when you have the dream, it kind of switches and changes and, um, you know, God keeps having you course correct and change. Mm-hmm. But for me, and I don't know if it's the same for you, I am always kind of fighting that um, imposter syndrome, you know, believing that I'm not equipped for this or, you know, what am I doing? And again, I think it goes back to that comparison thing. You know, I'll see something and I'm like, well, I can't build that. Or I don't have the time. You know, I have a toddler. I have another job. I have like all these things. Like, who am I to be building this? Like, I think you picked the wrong woman. Like, did I hear you wrong? (laughs) Like, was this a dream for somebody else? You know, that kind of thing. So I'm just really curious, you know, how do you keep yourself going and then keep doing it when the going gets tough because the days can be really, really hard and they can be tough. So, you know, how do you, um, how do you just keep going and keep believing in yourself? Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's one of those, I believe, help me in my unbelief kind of (laughs) situations. I have struggled with imposter syndrome from the beginning of my walk because Here I am in Texas, and I'm outside of Houston. Houston is a very diverse city, but I'm about 45 minutes north of Houston. So here I am sitting in church and sitting in Bible study where I'm the only one who looks like me, who sounds like me, Mm. who has the background I have. And I am a relatively new Christian compared to a lot of people I still to this day don't really know the difference between the nominations and <laughs> which is okay, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, if it's not in the Bible, I really haven't learned about it very much. Exactly. So it's just been really interesting for me because I constantly think, why would they listen to me? Who am I that they would listen to me or learn want to learn from me or do anything that I say. So um, that's been really, really hard. In fact, when I had the well dream, at that point, I had started a Bible study two years prior and I had put it aside. I had abandoned it completely because I thought, who am I to write a Bible study? Am I kidding? Mm. Yeah, because I was not Beth Moe, and I was not Priscilla Shire, and I was not any of these people. I was not Lisa Turkers. And so I was really, really struggling with that. And then with the well, (laughs) it was really like, seriously, God, you want me to ask her why on earth would she want to jump in on something with someone she's never heard of from some little island? She doesn't know where on the map it is, you know? And so I've had these struggles. And the thing is with following Jesus, it's a constant state of obedience and surrender. It's mm-hmm. it's constant surrender. Mm-hmm. And it's putting yourself in vulnerable positions for him daily. The early church put themselves at risk of death and torture and imprisonment daily. And so I guess for me, it's just believing in what he will do. And in fact, trusting in what he will do so much that I celebrate the fact that I feel like I'm an imposter, the fact that I feel like I may not be good enough Mm. because 
man, if he could do what he's telling me he's going to do with this. <laughs> and so you get to see God at work through that obedience, despite how you feel inside. Mm -hmm. Because again, it's not about us. It's not about our feelings. The Bible is just full of truth and our feelings light us all the time. Our thoughts light us all the time. And so we just have to keep going back to the word and going back to this God that we know and we trust and we understand his character. And if he says this is what he wants to do, then he's going to do it. Who's going to stop him? Mm -hmm. And when you look at Jeremiah, who was a boy, and David, who was a boy, and you look at um, Saul, who was a persecutor, and all these people throughout Scripture, and that's why it's so important to read the Bible. And that's why everything I do always comes back to read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible, because the truths that you need to do it despite all these feelings and thoughts inside of us, it comes from the word. And so I just believe the word. I believe God and I believe his word. Mm. That's good. I love how you said the vulnerability piece. Because I think like that's what the imposter syndrome is. Yeah. It's like that vulnerability and I can't do this. And then you start, you feel that vulnerability and then you start getting afraid and, and your fears yeah. stop you from doing what you're supposed to do. And the bottom line is it's obedience. Going back to God, like you said, and being obedient. Like he gave you, he gave you that vision. He gave you that dream, whatever it may be that he's put in your path. Like that's for you. And so it's your duty to be obedient to him. Right. So I really love how you put it that way. I'm curious to see what kind of other encouragement do you have for women who are wanting to build their own community, you know, like the Well Communicators or starting off in business, because it is quite an interesting journey to say the least. And it's daunting. And it's daunting. Yes. Very tiring and daunting. So what, what kind of words of encouragement or any kind of message that you have for women who are looking to get started or who may be in it right now? Absolutely trust God through it. Don't bite off more than you can chew because you get overwhelmed. Take it one day at a time. Do what you can do today. I know there are a lot of us who we get this vision. And so we see this long-term God might show us, give us a glimpse from the mountaintop. And, and so we can see a little further down the road and, and we get excited racing towards that. But it's just so important to take it kind of one step at a time, one break at a time, as much as you can bring people alongside you to work with you, to help you to just bounce things off of. The Women at the Well, it's been such an amazing resource. We have a private Facebook page and if I need help with something, I just type it on there. It's like, hey, oh my gosh, I'm swamped. I need help figuring out this whole scheduling issue or whatever. And I get a call right away. Like, what do you need? What do you need? You know, and, and so, you know, different ones of them would jump on and just reach out and help me. And so it's just so good to surround yourself with people who can be there for you don't try to be a hero and do it alone and take it all on yourself. I think about Nehemiah and in the book of Nehemiah, they were rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. 
And they had the family that lives here, they built this section of the wall. And the family that lives here, they built that section of the wall. And the family that lives here built that section of the wall. And so they were just building their little section brick by brick. No one family was building the entire wall. Nehemiah wasn't building the entire wall. And so once again, the kingdom is big. And so we just need to do it together. It's so much better when we do it together. Mm. That's such a good message for me. I know it's a good message for the listeners, but yeah, Tisha, you just spoke to my heart and I needed to hear that. So I so appreciate that. Yeah, word. you do a lot on your own. I do. I do. And you know what? God has been putting that in my heart and he puts people in our paths to reaffirm messages. And so you just reaffirm that message <laughs> for me. So I appreciate that. He does that in so many ways. Yeah. So I know that the listeners have probably just fallen in love with you and, <laughs> and the well communicators and, and all that you guys are doing there. So can you let us know where we can find you, where churches and ministries can find women who can speak yes. or where just, you know, everyday women can connect with you just to hear more about well communicators and the speakers that are part of that? Yes, and I want to say that the Well Communicators isn't just for churches and ministries. We do have plans to expand our website to include things for the community as well. Resources just based on our books and our blogs and that sort of thing. But also we're going to start having Well events Mm -hmm. where we can uplift and encourage and edify women in the word. And so be on the lookout for those. So the website is thewellcommunicators.com. All our profiles are on there. You can subscribe to join our newsletter, to receive our newsletter. But you can also contact us if you have questions that you're looking for someone specifically. I can help connect you to the right speaker or worship leader for your needs. We are also on Facebook and Instagram. So we have a page called The Well Communicators on Facebook. And on Instagram, it's the well communicators with underscore between. So the underscore well underscore communicators on Instagram. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram is Tisha Vanderreep on Instagram, Tisha.Vanderreep and Tisha Vanderreep author on Facebook. Wonderful. Yeah, so we're easy to find. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. Quite simple and easy. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Tish. I really appreciate you connecting today and letting our listeners just hear your heart and your mission. And just, I just want to praise you for putting in all that work and the time and energy that you're doing to help spread the message that all these women want to share. Because as I know, as a, as a founder of an organization that's doing somewhat of the same, it can be a little daunting. And so just so, so very thankful for that ministry and that service that you are doing. It's just wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and for all that you do to support women and encourage women and to just give them the resources that they need to go one more day in the Lord. I mean, that's really all we need. Mm -hmm. All we have is today right now. And so it's just go one more day in the Lord. Yeah. So I'm I'm grateful to you as well. Mm, Love it. Well, thank you so, so very much. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Congratulations to saying yes to yourself. Fill it up your cup, 
feed in your soul. If you want more, head over to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the goodies mentioned in today's podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep you faith-inspired.